You're very welcome to the Hurling Podcast. My guest this week is Westport Hurling legend Jim Hogan, of course a well-known businessman in the town as well. Jim, thanks so much for talking to us. Before we talk about your own Westport involvement, take us back to those early days in North Tipperary. I was reared in a club that had no football. First time I ever played football was in Flannans in Ennis. I was 15 years of age. And during my five years in Flannans, I played hurling and football. In my time there, I played with um, Joe McKenna, Sherlock Nan, Callum Hornan, Jim Power. You were born and raised in North Tipperary in a small club called Temple Derry. Yeah, that's why it's Temple Derry Canyons now. We would have been between Borisali, the Silver Mines and Tumivara. We wouldn't have been a very successful club, but we used to put out teams every year, even though maybe getting beaten in the first and second round. There was hurling in the parish for well over 100 years. But in latter years now, they have been very successful and they've had many, many, many players on the Tipperary senior team and they've had them on All-Ireland winning teams as well. You were born with a hurl in the hand, many people would say. You could say that. Going to school during the break, we used to be outside with a hurley. It was just natural. Even if you ran in the cows in the evening, you'd have a hurley to beat the cows. I see on the wall that you have a picture from 1970, I think it is, when Templeberry won the North Tipperary Junior Championship. And on the front left is James Hogan. Talk to me about that occasion. It was a wonderful occasion because the worst, it was the first time the club had won anything since the early 40s when they had won the intermediates. And from that day, they've gone senior since. For a small club to win something like that was amazing. And we've had, over the years, we, 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 we've had nights that we'd all get together again. Most of us are still alive, believe it or not. After that county championship, North Tipperary Championship, where did Jim Hogan go after that? I went to Dublin. And it was kind of natural. I played with country clubs in Dublin. I played with commercial Holland club in Dublin. And I was lucky enough in them years to win a junior championship, to win an intermediate championship and to win an intermediate league with commercials. When I came to Westford in 78, Harlem wasn't that strong at the time. But there was a few men like Andy Dyle, and Stephen Broderick, Dick Kennedy, John English, just a few that got together and started up a club in Westford. And I was working in Westford House at the time, and of course Andy got me to come down, and that's how I got involved in, in the Harlem club. Before we talk about that beginning, when it got up and going in 82, you have a great love for Tipperary Hurling. And one of the people that you talk about all the time is the legend John Dial. You knew him personally. I knew John Dial since I was a very, very young lad at home in the village. Sean McLaughlin was another man I would have known. Lean Devaney. There were reps on the road and I was brought up in a pub and a grocery shop and he used to call out, I was, another man was, was Mick Roach from Carrick Swans, probably the finest horror that Tipperary ever produced. But them men, they used to come round and we used to be in awe of them, but still they were just ordinary individuals. They'd come in, they'd come into the kitchen, sit down, have a cup of tea. So we were brought up with that. That was a very successful team back in the 60s, the early 60s, where Tip won four and five All-Ireland medals. 
So we we were dealing with the public all the time from from the very 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 young age. I I have dealt with the public, and that's why I like dealing with the public. I like talking to people, knowing about people. Great way of life. Now I know the pub life has has changed since, and my brother is running the pub at home now. It was a good life. How did you end up in Westport then? from North Tipperary, a few years in Dublin. What brought you to Westport? Long story. I did a hotel management course with Jury's Hotel Group. And when Jury's opened the hotel here in Westport, I was sent down here to do part of my course in Westport. I liked the town. I liked the people of the quay. And I got to know a good few people. And I chance came up a couple of years after to rent a pub down the quay. It was the Ocean Wave. And that's how I came back to Westport. What pub is that today? It's the Keys. Oh, it's a fine pub now. They've made a fine job of it. Um, I found it hard to give up the pub trade, but it was a necessary evil at one stage just to get out of the trade. Just by pure luck then, I started driving for Jimmy Cunningham. And that's where I am today now. Talk to us about 82. Andy Dial, John English, Stephen Broderick, um, Dick Hernady, of course, Tony Keegan as well. What are your earliest memories of hurling in Westport? The local leagues. Joel Hart. I still have a, a mark on, on, on my shin from Joel Hart. They were great. They were different times. They were, they were innocent times. The, the leagues, yeah, you had Peter Reynolds, John Welsh. You had the Hazes out in Drummond. Their father used to play in goal, a Limerick man. Um, there was good crack. We used to go down there and have our matches and... Once the game was over, that was it. Provided you weren't playing against Stephen Roderick. As hard a man on the field as I've ever come across. But pure Hurland man. Hurland. Hurland was in his veins. So you had the mixture of the outsider and the local. Like we were lucky. We were lucky and we were unlucky. We could have won two or three senior championships. We had some great wins at minor and under 16. Under age was found it very hard to win, very very hard to win, but that all changed around. When we had the likes of St- young Stephen Broderick, Connor Ryan, Paul Broderick, Stephen Gallagher, AJ Keegan, Dim lads, when they started coming, that's when when the whole underage structure changed for Westport. I remember Jim watching you in the All-Ireland Fela under-14 hurling final when you won it below in Waterford. You were on the sideline and you almost jumped over the stand that day when the final whistle went. Take us back to that finest moment that so many people have spoken about when Westport won an All-Ireland Fela title. It's hard to explain, Pierce. You Actually, you were there. I met you on the pitch. But the feeling... Of so many years of hardship, disappointment. I remember Stephen Broderick running out onto the field that day as well. It's, you want to be involved in a sport to, to understand or to, what it means to people, to the players, to the parents of the players that came down that morning to Waterford. Nobody gave us a chance leaving Westford on the, on the Thursday evening. Bit of luck. Bit of luck. You have to have luck to win anything. But it was a magnificent achievement. Something that cannot be taken away from Vin players. When you look back over the last 40 years and you're still involved, Jim, what are your fondest memories? 
There's one man I always remember is Arthur McAvoy. The love he had for the game of Holland. For a man that was here in Westford, I suppose he went through 30 years, no no Holland team. But his love for the game of Holland is it, something that's hard to explain. They'll tell you, a Holland man is a Holland man no matter where he goes. Maybe we're headers, I don't know. But I just, lo- I love the game. I love the game of Holland. I can sit here on a Sunday or a Saturday evening and watch Holland for three and four hours. And wish to God I was out in the field. I know Westport is a soccer town, it's a Gaelic town, it's a rugby town. But we have our own little niche here. And like people are forgetting we have been very, very successful at underage over the last 14, 15 years. Why did you get involved in coaching yourself? Because during the 80s and 90s, anybody that went down to St. Patrick's Park, well, they certainly met Jim Hogan down there with a hurl and a bag of schlitters in his hand. Well, I have a young fellow that was, that was born in them years, and the DNA was in him. He hurled, he, he had a very successful career hurling. He played soccer, he played Gaelic. But I wanted to give something back to the game. I was lucky with the game of hurling. I wasn't that successful. I wasn't a great hurler. But I enjoyed, I used to enjoy going out having the game of hurling. You might win nothing, but I used to enjoy it. The crack afterwards, the social life afterwards, which unfortunately isn't there today. People talk about that camaraderie and I suppose yeah. that bond that the, the hurling section of the club always had, that they always stuck together. Oh, well, you see, we're a small niche. Like, you had to stick together. But still, at the same time, like, it was great to see the footballers doing well. It's great to see the women doing well. Sport. No matter what sport, you should enjoy sport and... Don't don't have a, a closed mind about this. Like, okay, we're hurling men. But look at the footballers that they've done. Look at the, Lee Keegan, one of the finest footballers that the club has, or the county has ever produced that came out of Westford. And be proud of that as a club. And be proud of what they're doing at the moment with, with, with the extension that they have down there. You must be very proud when you look back to think that, well, I was there at the start and 40 years later, the club, the hurling section of Westport GA is still going strong. Well, it's not just alone. What about all the men that's been there in between? Like, I haven't been, unfortunately, I haven't been involved that much over the last, say, seven or eight years with work. And I just haven't the time. But if they want a set of jerseys, I'll give them a set of jerseys. If they want anything like that. It's just to give something back to the game. I love Harlan. And why not give something back when you can? How important is it, Jim, that Harlan may be protected and promoted in Westport now going forward? Well, number one, there's young lads belong to me, eh? There's young lads out in Lewisburg. There's young lads belong in Ackham. They would probably be as fine a Harlan as Westport ever produced or ever had. But unless we get the coaches... And I mean a coach that has maybe five or six schools or ten schools that one coach for that area to promote hurling. Otherwise, we're we're not going to... I suppose it's the same problem in Tipperary with football. And that is the biggest problem, is to get the the, the infrastructure there where the coaches are there. You have to coach a young lad. Now, he doesn't have to be from a very strong county. But if you get him at five or six years of age, look at Keith Higgins. Look at Keith. I remember Keith starting off as a, a 
young lad of all with Barry Hall in this national school and I think he's turned probably he's the best holder that Mayo has ever produced. And I mean like I believe Tommy Hogan Tommy Hovan was good, Porty Kelly was good, but Keith was special. But he was looked after by the Barry Harness Holland Club. We just don't have enough people looking after the teams. What would you like to see happen in the future when you look down the road in the next 10, 15, 20 years? If there's a team coming through, let the parents get involved. If it's only washing jerseys, if it's only picking up slitters, if it's only collecting bibs, if the parents give the hand to the men that's over the team, that's a big, big plus. What did you enjoy about your own involvement with the the Westport Hurling section? Just to see young lads coming through. To see lads, say, at five or six years of age, when you, when they come down there and they, they, they couldn't hold the hurling, and to see them ten years after hurling and playing for Mayo, you know, to, that was... Just to see young fellas enjoying themselves. I suppose, after being involved in hurling for so long... It means an awful lot to you still. I love going down to the field. I love going down to the field and just getting young fellas out there. Now, I mightn't, I mightn't be right in everything I tell them. Pass on what I, what I was brought up with. And I was on a good Friday. Myself and my brother Frank would go out on the field at the back of the house and give four or five hours hitting a slitter up and down the field. Maybe there were different times, Pierce. There was, nothing, there was no television. There was no discos. There was no pubs. Different times. What a lovely way to finish our conversation. That key message. Don't be afraid to pass on the tradition and how important it is for parents to get involved. Finally, we ask all of our guests to pick a piece of music that they like, that they enjoy, that they might listen to going down to St. Patrick's Park or if you were heading to Thurlis for a Munster hurling final. Sleeve no one. It was Charles Kickham. It was about Tipperary. It's a very, very proud county. To everybody that listened to our podcast over the last six weeks, I want to say thank you very much. If you enjoyed them, don't be afraid to comment on the Westport GAA Facebook page, and we might do it all again in the new year. Kujishan, Nulik Fuihain is Fuiwasha Kuib. A link. Alone, all alone, by the wave of all alone in a crowd at home. The whole game, and the It's a lie.